NYC, and this is a new episode that is kind of impromptu, because I don't think I have a definite subject for this one. It will probably evolve um, through me speaking here. But one thing I wanted to process that came out in the last few days was setbacks. And they can be many things in many different scenarios. I've noticed in the process of trying to heal from any type of grief, any type of loss, could be relationships, could be friendships, um, family disconnections, a physical loss of someone you love, death in the family, struggling with disease, um, any aches and pains related to your loved ones or children or obstacles at work. There is a period where you kind of get the instant first shock of whatever bad news that comes your way. And the first instinct is to pull yourself out of it and fight for it or fight it or move past it as fast as you can. And then in the process of doing that, the pain and the realizations are setting in and you find yourself in this moment of drowning in all of this emotional roller coaster. What does it mean? What did it mean? Where am I headed? How am I handling this? How is this going to affect my life going forward? How is it affecting me right now? How is it affecting my loved ones? And how is my future looks like? That's a big thing because it's a lot to process and usually comes with a lot of confusion and, and a mix of anger and the need to validate your feelings, scenarios, experience from your perspective and then from an outside perspective and sometimes from the source themselves, if it's a relationship, for example, or your bosses. And you realize that we all see things very differently. We can have exactly the same conversation at the same exact time in the same space. But what we take from it could be completely different that you would assume as a third party that the narrative is just so vastly 
separated from each other. That sometimes it's just talking two different languages. And I've experienced that lately and I just got so frustrated and pained by it because I didn't understand how that could transpire. How could a conversation be had with another person and things taken out of context so far apart from where they intended to land? And I realized that we can only react, act, and receive from the place that we are in our feelings and in that moment. And it's very hard for us to take a step back and look globally at the conversation and look at two different people and try to understand where both of them are coming from. And I try to do that because I have this weird need for harmony. I need harmony in everything in my life. I need harmony in my friendships. I need harmony in my relationships. I need harmony with my children, with my colleagues, people that work for me, people I work for. The word disharmony is making me very anxious. And I'm the same way about loss. When things are ending, I want them to end in harmony. Because I've seen what this harmony can do in the process to people and how it can affect them. So then come setbacks. And what are those setbacks? Those setbacks are when you've been through a process and you've worked through it very, very hard and intensely and deeply and mindfully and work through the pain that comes with it, with the realizations that might come up, with the things that you need to take from the scenarios that you've experienced and hopefully learn from them and do better with them in the future or even now. It takes a lot of energy out of yourself to find forgiveness for yourself, for another person, for another people, for the universe. <sighs> And a lot of gentleness, which is hard to find when anger and pain are involved. But the setbacks are when you are in a moment of weakness. 
you might find yourself trying to tap back into what you know best. And even if what you've known best was not good for you and hurt you in any way, intentionally, unintentionally, consciously, subconsciously, but that caused you some sort of pain and harm or trauma, you still want to go back because you know what it feels like. It's familiar. And famili familiar can come off as safe, even when it's far from that. And I find that in me seeking closures in my life and harmony, I tend to go back to the places that fed me the opposite of that in order to try to reshape the narrative for myself and find closure within myself of what it means to process loss and still be in harmony because no matter what I am one who believes that It's not that love is enough, but with love and effort, things can work out. And I know that a lot of people disagree with me, and that's absolutely fine. And maybe they're right, and maybe I'm a little bit naive and... <laughs> hopeless romantic which I never thought I, I would ever label myself as such but there's something about dedication that is mutual and a goal that is shared that I believe can make a huge difference in any situation but it has to be mutual and both sides have to be comfortable in their own skin and their own level of vulnerability and how deep they want to dive and how much they really want to handle and process and heal in order to get to that place. It's breaking up a lot of walls that we set up from childhood and experiences and adulthood and relationships to be in that place and willing to do that and it's very hard to do to be fully open I read something the other day of this this woman who mentioned that in her relationship post her divorce she knew exactly what she didn't want anymore and she said that she started dating this person and she put up a lot of walls and protected herself and was having a hard time giving trust and trusting. And that that person was very patient with her in the process. And when they ultimately, be, I guess, agreed to take this to the next level and be more intimate, and committed she wrote him a long 
letter prior to that. And she opened up all of the wounds that she was healing from, from the past relationship. And all of the things that she needed from him in order for her to feel safe. She didn't ask him to save her, but she wanted him to know where those triggers lie and what he could do to help her not face them anymore and change the way that she feels about these instances. And she was fully vulnerable, opening all the cards on the table, and she said that everybody told her that she shouldn't do that. You should not be that open. You should not be that vulnerable. You should not expose yourself fully. You should not lay all of the cards on the table because that could be used against you. And she said, I was in a place where I had to, I owed myself to present myself with everything that I am and everything that I've struggled with and everything that I want. Because if we can express what we want to the level of details and understanding of what will make us happy and feel comfortable and give us the ability to connect so fully then I'm willing to risk the fact that this person will say, no, this is not for me. I'm not capable, interested, or able to provide that. Because that just means that in that rejection, she can get the clarity and know that this is not the right fit. Luckily for her, she followed her instincts and he followed through and they ended up getting married and seem to be um, in a loving relationship. They did continue a lot of work together. They, I think they've done shadow work and and therapy and um, worked on a deeper level of understanding each other and connecting and empathizing with each other, which I find extremely beautiful because ultimately we all have our own work to do and we all have our own wounds to heal and we all have our own shared baggage but there's something about doing it together and holding space for each other and wanting to evolve that way together on a personal level and as a couple if it's a relationship or a friendship it it makes a huge difference and that's where I believe that things can work out even if there's a lot of differences but you have to love those differences and acknowledge them as something that is unique and beautiful rather than an obstacle I think any relationship you enter in that you think that the differences are obstacles, you should probably immediately stop and not prolong it because you would just lead for a lot more pain down the road the more the connection intensifies and the more love is present and the more the two sides are committed to each other. And again, it doesn't have to be romantic. It has to be in every scenario that is of an important relationship with someone. So going back to the setbacks, kind of diverted from that, and I did say I didn't have a subject today. 
when we go through all of that and we acknowledge that things are done and we accept the loss for what it is and we hold space for the good things in it and we understand and mindful of the things that didn't which is something I struggle with because I constantly forget that and something happens to reconnect that conversation or memories or rehash the story it makes you go backwards quite hefty <laughs> is that a word no it makes for a major setback in your process because it takes you back to the moments that you've already experienced and the pain that you have already processed and the conversations you've already had and it opens those wounds and it doesn't nurture anything within it. It doesn't fix anything within it. It does not give any other closure to it. It does not make it easier. If anything, it makes it worse. And it opens the painful process all over again. So what I've learned and what I need to learn going forward is to not let myself fall back into those patterns and cycles of setting, me, setting myself back and not connecting back with those wounds, whether it's conversing with a person whose relationship ended with or discussing again things that were painful and caused for the ending of a relationship or a job or engaging on things that had been said and done or even just looking at past memories and reviewing photos or letters or experiences and places and, and immediately attach them to that story because they do no good. And if, if you ask yourself the question, what is this doing to help me? How is this going to make me feel better? How is this helping my healing process? And the answer is, it doesn't. Then you shouldn't engage in it. You could miss it. You could want it. You could love it. You could cherish it. You could have this illusion that you wish you've had it before and again and it doesn't change the reality and if it doesn't change the reality and it won't make you feel any better and it's then it's definitely something that's going to set you back in your process and it's very unfortunate that in these days and age we have to get to a point where we disconnect on so many levels and we can't keep an open communication and that we need a break from all ways of engagement in order to heal. But it's just so out there and very much available that it makes for 
a very hard time for someone to be out of sight, out of mind in order for us to process those feelings. I'm not a person who likes people completely cut off out of my life. It's, 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 it goes back to that sense of needing harmony. And for the most part, even if I have engaged in those kind of situations, there was always a way back to a different kind of relationship or friendship or, or at least cordial you know, engagement at one point. And I'm learning today that maybe it's not possible with everybody. And maybe some things cannot be resurfaced or resurfaced or rekindled or reestablished in a different way. And that breaks my heart even more because when I fall in love with a person, I fall in love with that human being and all of their faults and beautiful things. And I do see them for whom they are. Doesn't mean that I can be in a certain relationship with them, but I do love them for who they are. And I have connected with them on that level. So to not love them anymore, even if it's in a different way, or have them in my life or be part of theirs can be very difficult for me. But it's a big lesson to learn that sometimes, and maybe I'm wrong and maybe I would think about it differently one day, but sometimes maybe it's just not worth the pain that comes with it. And maybe it is not the right thing. And that is a big lesson. So my biggest one for now is to not let myself set myself back and allow myself to dive back into places that do me no good and cutting the cord within myself of trying to maintain some sort of energetically connection with something that does not serve me at the moment. And that was my impromptu <laughs> episode today. I hope you got something out of, of the mishmash and I hope it finds you well and I thank you if you're listening here and it would be great if you are on Apple Podcasts to comment and or rate this um, if you have anything to contribute and want to discuss other potential topics. I'm more than happy. If you want to be hosted by me, I'm looking forward to talking to other people. Um, I'm Dordor NYC on all platforms and on Instagram. And I'm looking forward to seeing what comes out next. I'm very happy that I get to do this. So thank you.